Hello, it is us. We are here. It is a Thursday. It's really, we're sorry. We, uh, we've had long weeks. Yeah, we've had long weeks. <laughs> um, we got moved into our new shop. We're trying to get everything all unpacked. It's going well. It's a lot. Um, I'm Champ Champenstein. I'm Heather. And this is Talk Comics to Me. We actually did not finish our memories, so we might as well finish that now. Yes. So you tell me favorite memory from the shop. Okay, this is actually a brand new one. It's a brand new one, and it was one of the last ones that I was able to experience there, Mm -hmm. which made me really happy. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. And I did tell you about this like a couple days ago. Um, One of the last Fridays that I worked there, I believe it was Friday, because you weren't there. Yeah, I went there. Yes. Um, My good friend Mike was at the shop with me, and we started talking about Bjork for some reason. I don't know what brought it on, but we were talking about Bjork and he had never heard this one particular song that I absolutely love. I'm not going to pronounce it because I am terrible at Icelandic pronunciations. I don't know how to pronounce it. Joga? Yoga? Something like that. I don't know how to like pronounce that. anything. Yeah, so we're it's J O G A. But it was a, a live performance of that song that is absolutely beautiful. I was telling him that it made Brayden, my husband, cry the very first time that he had watched it. And he was like, I've, I don't know Bjork. I was like, all right, you know Bjork. <laughs> but uh, so we sat there and listened to it and watched the video and he was blown away by it. And the, the look on his face was just really good because it was how I experienced it the first time too. So yeah, yeah, listening to Bjork with old man Riley. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> um, even though at the time I didn't think this was a, a funny thing, but I think one of my favorite memories is when Derek and I started talking about Fight Club mm-hmm. that one morning. And I feel like that was one of the mornings I taught him the most to, like, just let people have opinions yeah. and, like, not try to shove shit down people's throats. But I know after that conversation, I was just so fucking mad at Derek. So I was like, dude, just let me let me have my own fucking opinion about Fight Club. Right. Like, it's fine. You're allowed to have a different opinion. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's one of my favorite memories. I mean, any morning working with Derek is was pretty good. Like I do have a lot of good good Derek memories. Yeah. Like it's just I think that was like the nice thing about the shop is like I felt like I was always surrounded by friends or at the sh- like the shop in general. It's mm-hmm. like I'm always surrounded by friends and it's just like they're always like I think an overall thing it's like they're all good memories for the most part, even when I'm pissy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, because you always come out of it with something that you are going to remember forever, and I do think that's that's very cool about yeah. it, too, because I, I feel the same way. Like, there's a lot of things that happened there, just, like, random conversations with people that I had that at the time I was like, this isn't going to matter, that I still remember mm-hmm. to this day. Mm-hmm. So it's very cool. Yeah. I, um, I'm very glad that I have the friends that I do, and I work with the people that I work with, and even though we moved the shop, it's still nice. Yeah, it feels like home. Yeah, it, it feels like a does. different home, but... A smaller home. A, a cozier cozy, home. yeah. It doesn't... The floors don't creak when you walk on them, which is great. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I'd never even really thought mm-hmm. about how it's like... I don't hear that noise constantly anymore. Okay, that's it. That's all we got. That's all we got. We're going to talk about comic books now, I guess. Yes. Um, this is it. This We're going to talk about them, so I'm going to start. Champ has more than me this week, so Champ's going to be blowing you up, so I'm going to... I'll be blowing you up every week. Gonna talk about (laughs) this this little book. This is not a little book. This is a big book. Uh, This is called Sunstone. This is book number two. Um, It 
it's a collection, obviously. Um, it's, it collects the trade paperbacks four through five, which doesn't seem like a lot, but um, the creator of this, again, terrible at pronunciation, so I'm going to say how I, how it reads to me, Stephen Sajic. Okay. That's how it looks to me. Mm-hmm. Um, he releases all of the, the volumes of Sunstone as he creates them online. There's like a specific document app i cannot remember what it's called for the life of me but if you pay like five dollars that's it you have unlimited access to all of his stuff Mm -hmm. which is how i originally read this but this is um it's a romance slash erotica but it's deeper than that it's about two women who um have a they develop a friendship through their mutual love i guess of bdsm but then it gets to they're very compatible and it deals with them using BDSM to heal their trauma with each other, um, which sounds really strange, but it's done in a really, really good way because it introduces all these other characters who these people have lived with their entire lives and their relationship with those particular people and how, I don't know, communication is a very big part of relationships, uh, whether romantic or not and i i just really love the way that this describes mm-hmm. these these two people who want to heal themselves before they can be in a serious relationship with each other so interesting yes it's it is very very good um it is very slutty and i love it um but yeah sunstone there i think there's just two hardcovers right now the third volume is being Created, I guess, and it's in the works as as we speak. I'm not sure how many trade paperback volumes will be included in this one, but I would recommend it. It's it's a very, despite the heavy content, it is very lighthearted. Okay, all right, there you go. I've always been curious about that book because it does just look like smut. It it really does, and that was one of Aaron McLaughlin and I actually talked about that because he's very into this mm-hmm. as well, and he was like, it it was way deeper than you'd think it would be based off of just yeah, like the covers are really like yeah, like I don't and I you know me I love like smutty comics and right. stuff, but at the same time I'm just like I don't know if it's like worth getting in that context, so it's nice to put that to the to bed and know that it probably is yeah no i'll let you read the first one because it's like it's very interesting the way that the characters are like introduced because at first yeah when you when you first start reading it it's like oh this is just straight up a story about bdsm which it is but it's also about deeply embedded trauma and Mm -hmm. how you can heal yourself from that it's it's really good all right on a completely different note i guess (laughs) This is Catwoman. This is issue number 39. This is the first issue of A New Era, Start Here. Uh, this is a book by Teeny Howard and, sorry, I gotta figure out, Nico Leon, I think is the artist's name. It's in the back, isn't it? And the, you're back on this again, right? Yeah, like I, did, you I, it. Did, I did drop it. I did add it to my poll uh, since Teeny was taking over. I don't know if i will stay on it for that long god damn it ram did it for a while right yeah and i had like it was him and joelle jones who like kind of started it right and it was i just didn't really like i didn't vibe with it very much and maybe i just don't like catwoman but Mm -hmm. like this book had a fuck ton of words um i've noticed that recently a lot of teenies books do Gosh, it does it not have credits in here? Yeah, let me Am see. I just like somehow going you past them? You talk and I will find it uh, for you. 
like I do like the art and the colors are probably <gasps> probably what sell this yeah. book for me. It's just like it's a good fucking looking book. Um, yeah, this is beautiful. Yeah. There it is. That was sick. Uh, Nico Leon. Okay, who does the colors? Oh, Jordi Villar. Um, so yeah, it's just. Yeah, the I don't. It's really good. Yeah, it's so good. Like, look at that. Yeah. Um. Now I lost my train of thought because I'm just looking at that book and looking at the art. Yeah, there's just a lot of words, un- like unnecessarily so. Like, I don't mind reading a book with like a lot of words, but it just felt like it kind of just was like filler. But mm-hmm. and also, I guess I just wanted to take in the art, so like all of the words are just like in my way. It's a lot to <laughs> deal with. Yeah. No, this art is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? Yeah. But I, I had fun, so I'm gonna keep on it. We'll see what happens. I don't. I, I don't know 100%, like, really. So we'll see. How is the story different than what you originally read for Catwoman? Because I asked you, like, a little bit ago, what is this particular... Why is it restarting? Like, what is it about now? Is it just same old Catwoman? It's just, like, a new team that's working on it? Is that why it's, like... Yeah, yeah. And I think it's, it's like, starting with, like... Ram finished up what he was doing because okay. he took over for Joelle Jones like after that minute. So like I think I stopped reading after she was nineteen or something. like yes, that. Yes, I do recall that. Um, so he had that whole like little bit, I guess like twenty issues from when I read it last, and he did have like a storyline. And this is her just in Alley Town, like where she was from, trying to do crime but keep the crime bosses from hurting people within Alley Town, right? Um, so yeah, just her kind of doing Catwoman shit, like being the hero, but also not being a hero. Being a fake hero. Yeah. But okay. I mean, oh, it was fun. Like I said, I'll keep, I'll keep on until I just can't. Okay. And if I don't like the next issue, maybe that's it. You know. You're just giving it a yeah, little try. Yeah, just giving it a little try, that's seeing fair. what happens. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a book that was surprisingly good to me was Devil's Reign X-Men. This is issue number one. I think this is a short little three-issue series. I did read half of that, and it looked so good. Yeah. Electra looks uh, so good. Yeah, it's a uh, Phil Noto does the art. Uh, Gary Duggan does the words. I know. I <laughs> does the words. He does the words. And who does the colors? Nobody. Nobody does the colors. Phil Noto does the colors. Yeah, I was like, usually Phil Noto does his own colors when he does, the, or at least for the few Phil Noto books that I have read. But yeah, this this art is amazing. Phil Noto is a very, very talented artist. But this, um, even though in context is part of the Devil's Reign, like, miniseries event. Yeah. Uh, this it takes place in the past, and basically... Electra and Emma both work for Kingpin, and this is, like, mixing the past with the present, so Kingpin's trying to get the X-Men to take down their tree. Okay. And so, but Emma also has this past, so everything's, you know, all mixed up. Right. It's really, it was really good. I, I honestly, like, like I said, surprisingly good. I just read it. Like, I read it and bought it. And was like, yeah, I'm not gonna. I don't know. I don't know if I'm gonna like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it was I, really I mean, good. And, like, it's only a few issues. So, like, I do like that idea. But, you know, surprised by it. That's, I mean, that's fair. Like, I, th- the reason I didn't finish it was because I was, like, I have zero context for anything that's going on in mm-hmm. there. I just kind of wanted to see the art. 
And I ended up reading like the first four pages, maybe. So I said half. I mean, like <laughs> I, maybe a quarter of it. Yeah, I, I just I really liked it. I thought it was really good. Um, I liked it better than that Daredevil uh, Woman Without Fear, like first mm-hmm. issue, which I only got halfway through. And now we'll go back and read it. But was that last week? Yeah, that okay. was. Yeah, that was last week. Yeah, it was. Like that book was in, eh, but this was really good. Yeah. So. How many other miniseries are there going to be for Devil's Reign? Because there was that... There's the Villains for Hire. Yeah, there was the Superior Four, four or something like that. Yeah, I feel like there's one other one or two other ones. Yeah, I feel I remember reading about it, but I just wasn't sure what exactly there was. And because, I'm not sure yeah. if they, like... Oh, The Woman Without Fear. Yeah. Uh, I guess then the main Devil's Reign series. But I just feel like there was another... Yeah. I don't know. I'll look it up. We'll figure it out. I feel like there was a book with Luke Cage. Yeah. But I actually think that ended up getting canceled, if I'm remembering correctly. That doesn't seem right. Yeah, well. That's rude. <laughs> All right. <laughs> We're just, we should go on. We've just yes. rambled about that for a real long time. Okay, we both got Detective. This is issue number 1049. Um, Thousand issues. We've made it real far. Yeah, we've been reading this since the beginning. Um, this is part of the Shadows of the Bat series, or chapters whatever you want to call it um this is about the arkham tower so a few issues ago it kind of introduces the uh problem that arises there like gives you kind of what happens at the end these last couple issues are kind of going into the timeline like leading up to what happens how they kind of infiltrate and figure out what is going on Mm -hmm. uh what tobias where the doctor what he is doing to the people who are residing within Arkham Tower because obviously like Batwoman and all of them don't don't understand and don't believe that he's actually doing good for the bad guys that are in the tower. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's them just like breaking down what exactly is happening and what leads to that event from a few issues ago. Yeah, it's weird like for a weekly book, I have been enjoying it quite a bit. bit. Yes, absolutely. It's been really good. And the story at the end, uh, House of Gotham, what Matthew Rosenberg does, is phenomenal. It's, I actually didn't get to read this one this time. Okay, I won't um, I won't explain too much about what's going on, but it's basically how Scarecrow kind of becomes who he is, starting with you know the death of his parents, um, going to see a therapist and then Bruce Wayne trying to give him a place to be to live to be taken care of and then it not happening that way all right it's really good this one was really 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 good there was um I don't know it was just a really good story yeah I I like it I would say this was the first one I didn't just didn't have time to get to but yeah I've really like like yeah this book is so good. It's so good. Yeah. I thought I was not, like, once Dan Mora was off of the art, I didn't think that I would want to continue it, but, like, the story is so good. It doesn't, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Like, and I mean, I, yeah, and I still really like the art mm-hmm. in this book quite a bit. It's, yeah, it's not Dan Mora's art, but it's still, like, enjoyable to look at. And... I've been really enjoying the, the covers of yeah, these the issues. Yeah, the like covers have been really good. realistic mm-hmm. they are. Like, who does the covers? Um, Irvin Rodriguez. Yeah. Also, I didn't know if you don't know if you noticed this. They've been doing this. Oh shit! No, I did not even. <laughs> I didn't notice it till uh, I was looking at Catwoman. That would have helped so, me out when I was just flipping through the book. Anyway, yeah, it's Detective Comics. It is very, very, very good. 
at least in my humble opinion. And in mine as well. Yeah, our humble opinion. Two humble opinions means it's right. <laughs> it's not an opinion at that point. It's just a fact. <laughs> All right, so this is Batman the Night. This is issue number one. This is a little Chip Zdarsky joint. And you got to say this man's name. Carmine Di Giam- Gian Domenico. Sounds, Gian Domenico? Sounds, I believe. sounds good. Yeah. It's just... Um, Batman's villain origin story. <laughs> yeah, this is just a Batman story. Yeah, it's. Re- it, I really thought the colors are really good in this. Book. Yeah, no, this it was really really good, especially like it kind of starts out in a weird way in my not humble opinion. Um, just I don't know. It's like I was I was telling our my our friend. I don't want to name drop anymore. I'm done name dropping. I was I telling one of our mutual friends, we were discussing this book, and I was like, how many different ways can you tell a Batman story? You know, like, mm-hmm. what happens mm-hmm. to him as a kid and how he turns out? Like, how many different ways can you tell it? Apparently, you can continue doing it because this was very interesting, and I've read that sort of story many a time. Yeah. And this was still fascinating to me, and I thought it was still done really well. I The whole... Yeah, I I did I liked it a lot. Just the conversations between uh, Hugo Strange and uh, Bruce. Mm-hmm. Hugo Strange is his like therapist while he's young, and he's kind of just like trying to you know infiltrate his brain, do Hugo Strange shit. Yes, yeah. I was gonna <laughs> say that was the thing that I liked the most about it was the the conversations with his therapist and how you're like. All right. How do you not notice that something weird is going on? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought it was really good. I really liked the art. I thought the colors were really, really good. Mm-hmm. I really, because I really liked the way like the rain looked in this book. There were a lot of like, yeah, there's like a lot of yeah. rain. I mean, it makes sense. It's Gotham. But yeah, it was like the pinks. So yeah, it just looks good. It was an interesting story. Yeah. And like you said, for a Batman origin story, it, mm-hmm. it definitely pulled me in. You know, it's only going to be 10, 10 issues. Ten, yeah, 10, ten issues. Ten. So, I mean, if you're a freak of nature and you love Batman stories being told many different ways, <laughs> then maybe check it out. You might enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, if you like Chip, then I think you should be in. Okay, okay go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. I have this book called Out. This is issue number four. There's going to be one left. Um, I would like to start off saying I absolutely love when Nazis get murdered. I love it. So with that being said, this book is awesome. I really, really like it. Uh, This issue, the main character, I keep calling him Nakana, and that is not right because that is the mayor, right? Nakano. Maybe that's the difference. I just keep getting them mixed up and like pronouncing them wrong because of that. But Mm -hmm. the main character in this book is tasked by the Nazis because he's he is really good with languages can translate any language pretty much but he's tasked by the Nazis within this camp to communicate with this ancient vampire that they found and try to use it to control I don't know the war they they think with this one thing that they'll be able to take the lead and like wipe out their enemies mm-hmm. um the translator I think it is Nakana I can't find it right now, so I'm just, that's what I'm going to say. He decides instead to um, not make friends with, but kind of work with, for his own reasons, this ancient vampire. And is like, if you help me with with this particular thing, 
I will free you. You know, you don't have to, you're, you're not going to be imprisoned here by these people anymore because the, the vampire is a, a king. He had been a king mm-hmm. at one point and he's like, but the reason I like this so much is because the vampire obviously doesn't believe him because he's like, dude, I've been alive for centuries. Like humans are terrible people. Like just let me eat them and we'll be cool. <laughs> but they do work out some sort of agreement between them. And I am very, very excited to see. Only eating Nazis. Yeah. But, like, look how cool. Like yeah, this no, it looks cool. This book is great. I love it. I just, I like how they make this character because he is imprisoned in this war camp by Nazis and is being forced to do things that he doesn't want to do, but he still is trying to save those people that are being a dick to him within the camp. Yeah. Because he knows that, like, Nazis are the worst. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a very... Very, very, very good. I'm just, I'm very excited to see how this one ends because it was like a surprisingly good story. I did not realize how much yeah. I was going to like it because I just special ordered the first one. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, and then ended up adding it like right away because it's it's very good. So it is called Out. It's about vampires and Nazis. Okay, I'm going to stop this real fast mm-hmm. and restart it because that lag is killing me. Mm. It is very bad. It's back. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. We're good. Okay. And now I have Ma. This is issue number five of okay. five. And yeah, it's still a little laggy. It's still a little laggy. Maybe it's because you, I don't know. Well, I'll just I'll don't pay attention yeah. to it. Um, if there's a lag on there. Sorry, dogs. Uh, so this is Ma, issue number five, ending of the story. Hey, I I kind of called what was going on in the beginning, mm-hmm. but I don't think that was like necessarily hard to do. I think they made it pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. And I did like some of the like twists and turns that they threw into this book. I like the art a lot. Yeah, when we were talking about the ending, I think you were spot on describing it like as an A twenty four ending where it it feel like it feels happy but it is very bad <laughs> like it what is happening is not good it looks like a happy I, ending if you don't truly understand what yeah, happened yeah you're just like uh, that doesn't seem like a good if you thing miss the point <laughs> it's, it seems bad yeah. but like i don't know everybody in this situation seems happy i don't know why so mu- they're smiling so it must be a happy ending <laughs> yeah she seems pretty pretty stoked about what's going on. <laughs> she's she's chill with this. She's like she's turning fine. into a weird creature, but she looks fucking sick mm-hmm. as hell. So I I guess I would also be happy. Like wait, there's a full page, yeah. Like dang, that's pretty cool. Yeah, you know. So if you look that sick, I can you show that cover because that cover yeah. is so good. Look at here. I'm gonna hold this because there's a glare there. Look at how good that cover is. It's mm-mm. Mm-mm. it's so good. Yeah, no, it is a very good cover. That's why I took it. <laughs> that makes I, sense. I, I need this in my life. But yeah, I, I really did like this. I, I would like to go back and read it like as a whole. I have number one. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I do. That, that was one of them that I had to. Because I did read it again, and I am curious. I do want to read more. Yeah, no, I think it, it did a really good job of saying it, what it wanted to say. It it did it really fluently, and I, I really... I thought it was a good story and a, like a really interesting horror horror story mm-hmm. and yeah fair I would I would suggest it for sure 
And it was five issues? Five issues, yeah. So it's, like, quick. Yeah. And And is that Boom? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. That's what I thought. I just wanted to make sure. I might have to order the trade. Yeah. I mean, I could let you borrow the Mm -hmm. issues. So I can read it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that would make sense. That'd be and way cheaper. I gotta finally put my comics away, so I'll, You're gonna I'll, do it. I'll come probably across every single yeah. one of them. So no worries. Okay, perfect. We love that. Uh, so yeah, do it. Okay, do it. Oh, we got this one. First. Oh, fuck yeah. Okay, so we both get this one technically, but Champ did not have a chance to read it, so I'm not going to say too much about it. This is Eternals. This is issue number nine. Basically, the Eternals. Um, are still trying to take down Thanos. I'm not gonna, yeah, I don't want to go into details because a lot, a lot happens in this, but it kind of. Yeah, I haven't even flipped through that book. Yeah, it's, it's very good. There's a really good scene with Athena and by the end of it, they kind of recruit help from someone else. So. All right. Yes, it's. I'm really excited to read it, but it is one of, I, I got a lot of books this week and. We didn't get our books till later, so yeah. I like I had to chug through as many books as I can, and I'm not that smart. Yeah, it's it's. I was surprised that I understood everything that was going on. Just a forewarning, or not a warning, even if you just like read this, everything makes sense as you're reading it. Yeah, I never think to do that at the beginning because I like I kn- I know what happened in the last issue, like I remember, and then yeah, but I read it this time and was like, okay, everything makes sense, like. Everything that mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. might have forgotten, no matter how little from the previous issue, is mentioned in there. So when you're reading it, it's like, oh yeah, I know everything. But uh, yeah, as always, it continues being very good. I have not seen the Eternals movie yet. No, same, same. I and don't, I've I, been tempted to watch it just out of like curiosity. Yeah, sake, but I'll get to it. Like I watched the Black Widow movie out of curiosity's sake. Finally, so. Well, you know, I just finished The Witcher Season 2. Um, they just put The Last Duel on Amazon Prime, so... Get to watch a lot of rape. Gonna gonna love that. Um, I've just been really wanting to watch that movie because I, they had it in theaters for, like, two days. And then when I noticed that it was there and was like, yeah, I'm gonna go see it because it's, it's a movie that, like, I read the book, like, years mm-hmm. ago, and I, I loved the book. I thought it was fantastic. And then... It wasn't in theaters anymore. And then I forgot all about it because I wasn't like, I need this movie in my life. But yeah, I just noticed the other night. So I got to watch that. So then maybe after that, I'll watch The Eternals if I'm feeling like it. (laughs) Who knows? All right. So next we have Moon Knight. This is issue number seven. And Moon Knight trying to figure out who the fuck the Zodiac is. Yeah. He interrogates people. It's, it's, that's good. It's yeah, it's a good. pretty good issue. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, this book is good, but I just feel like it could give me more. Yeah, it always does feel like it's lacking. Like, if if I were to read it <clears throat> all at once, I feel like I would be more satisfied with it. But since it's, like, one issue at a time, I do feel like there is something missing every single time. And it is such a good book, too, that mm-hmm. I'm just, I feel disappointed in myself for thinking that every time. <laughs> because I'm like, what more do you want? Like, yeah. it looks good. The story's good. Like, the characterization is incredible. Like, it's it's a solid book. Mm-hmm. But there's always just, like, it's just not enough for me. Yeah, no, that's, that. I think that's, yeah, same. I just want, I just want a little more. And I, maybe that's me being selfish. No, I, I just feel like the story's good, but it is, like, there's something that's not, like, 
punchy enough about right. it. And I don't mean, like, fighting punchy. I just mean, like, the character lacks a little bit of Moon Knight. Yeah. Like, who Moon Knight is. Which, also another I, thing. And I guess that that is kind of supposed to be what is happening anyway. Yeah. So maybe that is... Because I mean, it something does, about the yeah, writing in itself. It does take place after, you know, he kind of loses himself. Mm-hmm. It's him trying to, yeah, find himself again in a sense. I get that. That makes sense. But yeah, there is just something not there. And I don't know what exactly it is. But the show. The show. The show. What? It is a show, right? Not a movie. Yeah, I guess I didn't even like question that. Um, the show. <laughs> Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> we love you oscar isaac please come marry both of us we know you listen to this podcast <laughs> duh why wouldn't he he probably just google searches his name all the time and like, hears us talking about him all the time like i like, would just let oscar isaac sit right on my face i would destroy <laughs> that dude. Uh, no i wouldn't actually he's i bet he's just too nice all right we're done with horny talking now oh is that what that was i meant like arm wrestling oh i mean i, I would destroy <laughs> him i just said you'd sit on my face so oh yeah i guess that's yeah. true yeah i thought you meant to like smother you like i mean that as would a be form fun. of wrestling <laughs> that would be fine yes i would, I would enjoy that form of wrestling mm-hmm. um okay i'm done no more horny <laughs> no more horny <laughs> never uh this is homesick pilots this is issue number 11 damn 11 dude. yeah it's getting so close yeah to, i actually don't know close to what i don't know i was like the I, end i don't know i suppose it's probably close oh god damn it i missed okay no i did not <laughs> I think I missed the very last. You missed page. the end of the previews. Which Can is I ha- see that? Yeah, hold on. All right, sorry everybody. Uh, so homesick pilots. Homesick pilots. Homesick. Every single time, mm-hmm. I swear. Homesick pilots is just about uh, some people in bands who are dealing with ghosts who turn into like mechs, and now they're trying to like save the world. There's a lot that's going on in this book. It's really good. Well, honestly, I'm much better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, because I thought you were... I did think about hopping off of it. Yeah. And it's not just... I don't know. There's just something that is, like, super interesting about the story at the same time. The art is really great. Um, the story is... I don't know. It's just intriguing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, Dan Waters is the writer, and Casper Win- Wingard is the artist. Uh, my boy... Aditya and Bidikar. Aww, we love. We love. Um, yeah, it's it's a good book. I, I think, like, what I like about it the most and probably what keeps me reading it is just, like, the friendships of, like, everybody in the book because I think that that is a really, like, interesting aspect of the book itself because they're all just, I don't know, they're all kind of, I mean, they're all orphans in a way and their family at the same time it's mm-hmm. just like that chosen family of like people you keep yourself around and no oh, it's really great i love books like that i do yeah, i maybe, do want to read that i think and I maybe i'm just first... also reading into it right <laughs> no i don't think you are i think like that's what i love about those kind of comics though is like where you find some sort of thing that you can relate to in it and then it kind of changes the meaning of mm. it for you. So I don't I don't think you're wrong about that. I think that's what you're reading. Yeah. 
Because, I mean, everyone's going to interpret, like, comics differently. Yeah, yeah. I just, I think it's really good. I really like it. It's, yeah, there is a part, point where I was like, I don't know, but I kind of got over it. And stuck with it. Mm-hmm. Good. Mm-hmm. You deserve that. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Silver Coin. Yes, we have the Silver Coin. This is issue number eight. This is uh, by Matthew Rosenberg and Michael Walsh. It's a good one. Uh, yeah, this is, I don't know. I feel like I say it about every issue of Silver Coin because they're all so different. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I really liked this issue of Silver Coin. I liked the twists and turns of it. Mm-hmm. And I also like how it was very much tied into events that have happened. Yeah, no, I was going to say <laughs> the fact that it takes place on Wall Street with someone who works in the building as a lowly janitor. Yeah. I just, yeah, I really, really like this issue, and I do like every single one that they have put out. It's The Silver Coin is a, an anthology of horror stories, so every issue is a, a different writer with the same artist, and it's just a brilliant idea. And they've pulled it off they, so well. Every single issue. Like, of course, there have been some that have not been as strong as others, but they've all been so good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, even the ones that are not my favorites are yeah. ones that I still like. I'm like, hell yeah, that's great. I mean... Out of, like, including any, like, show or movie anthology I've ever seen, like, I think this might be the best horror anthology I've ever, like, encountered just overall. And I don't know what it is. Like, because some issue, like, like, there is a little bit of connectivity, but not really. Yeah. And I, like, I like that aspect, but. It's just, it's done really well. Um, Can't say enough good things about it. It's just very good. I'm really glad I got, like, picked up for more issues i Whit and i were talking and he said it might only be like 12 issues but i don't know like, which is I, it would be fine yeah. too either way because every like the first arc mm-hmm. i guess the first volume yeah had such good writers and then the second one has like not even better i don't want to use the term even better yeah, but, but it has some of my favorite writers and so if, for me it keeps getting better and it's just it's very solid. Yeah, it's like very I, solid. I could take more. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I don't think they could pick a writer that would ruin the streak of goodness. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it would be interesting, too, if, like, even after 12 issues, they did, like, a silver coin, like, the same idea, but, like, a different, like, artist. Yeah. Damn, that would be really cool. Like, just, I don't know. That's just me thinking out yeah. loud. But I think that would be an interesting idea as well, is just, like continuing the anthology but featuring somebody else who is also very like i don't know good they could even do like a different genre where it's not like that kind of horror Mm -hmm. where it's just more body horror (laughs) i really want a body horror story that's like what i want zach thompson get back to us where are you at (laughs) we need you all right so next we have primordial this is issue number five this is coming to the end uh this was a surprisingly rough issue to read by the end i cried and derek i just want to do this real quick that's all you're getting yes that's all you're getting from me um but primordial there there's one more yeah i think there's there's one more issue of this this one's very heavy if you i just i don't want to spoil anything i don't want to give too much away Mm -hmm. but you guys know i cry over everything in comics i think we both can yeah. admit that we we cry a lot especially we're over, adults it's fine we can do whatever we, we want do whatever we want it's i don't em- want to hear it emotionally we're emotionally open people it's i'm in touch with my feelings i know who i am 
I cry. This made me cry. Yeah. Twice. One time was just because I it was just really good. Like, the art was mm-hmm. really, really good on that one particular page that we talked about. Mm-hmm. But then I actually cried because I couldn't believe what had just happened yeah, within no. the book. Because <laughs> I think I was like, why would you do that? <laughs> when yes. I, I was, like, in a room by myself. But, yeah, this was, excuse me, a very amazing issue. I absolutely loved it. I can't. It's weird how good this story is when it's just like animals. Yeah, it's it's and, and I about, mean there is human beings, but they're they're more of a secondary character though next to the animals. But it's yeah, I'm also loving this Jeff Lemire Renaissance. Yes, um, but this is primordial is just about the dog Laika, um, Abel the chimp, and then Miss Baker the monkey. Um, They were obviously sent into space at different times by different countries. They are all working together to get back home. That's it. Um, But yeah, it's... It's it's good. Absolutely beautiful. Because when I first read this, I thought it was going to be just, like I had said to you, just a rewriting of the Cold War. Which, in a way, it is. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's not... That's not what the story is focused on. So it's... Yeah, it's so good. I would, I recommend it 100 times. Uh, same, same. I And I, yeah, I think it's interesting how within that first issue you don't, you don't necessarily think you're going to either like connect with any of these animals either because you're yep. just like, yeah, they're fucking animals going to space. Who fucking cares? The second, the second that Abel started speaking, I was like, yep, <laughs> yep, this is going to be my kind of book. I love chimpanzees. <laughs> Uh, all right, so I have, regarding the matter of Oswald's body, this is issue number three. Uh, this is by Christopher Cantwell and Luca Casalanguida mm-hmm. and Gita Marchisio. Casalanguida. Casalanguida. Oh, boy, did you hear that? I did that, I did that first, first time mm-hmm. right back to you. Mm-hmm. Um, just a sto- story about a team of people who are switching out Lee Harvey Oswald's body. They're trying to cover up the fact that he's still alive. Oh, sh- I don't know why. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Does this have anything at all to do with Department of Truth? <laughs> no, not at They're all. They're not connected? No, okay. that's what, like, I think that's the funniest part to me. When I started reading this book, I was just like, how am I reading another book about how Lee Harvey Oswald is alive? I'm starting to believe something. <laughs> yeah, no, that's like, exactly. I can't. I'm just like, do these people know something I don't? They have to at this point. There's like, there's no way. How how do they know this? Like, they just keep telling me, and I'm reading this book like, <laughs> that, I that's like, he's dead, bro. I saw a man shoot him. On it's documented. <laughs> Countless times. It's, there's pictures of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, a man dying is not funny. We are well. sorry. Uh, but yeah, that's what this book is about. I, I think it's a lot of, not fun, but I really think it's interesting. It's enjoyable. It is enjoyable. Yeah. I like the team of people that they put together. I like the idea that by this issue, they're like, oh, fuck. We're in some shit. We gotta figure something out. Is that Buddy Holly? Uh, it is a dude who looks like Buddy Holly. He's just like a, you know, art, art, artist. You know, the only reason there the people is. on that plane died was because Buddy Holly wanted to do laundry. 
What? No. That's a whole thing. It's okay. We don't have time to talk about okay. that. But look, Sorry. here he is. Yeah. That's him. That's him. That's him. Okay. Okay. We're ready. We're going to keep going. Uh, this is Seven Secrets. This is issue number 13. Um, good. Good. It's good. Yeah. It's good. Uh, we get to see more of Casper's um, little power here. I don't. I don't know what else to like say about yeah. this book without kind of spoiling anything because it's thirteen issues in. I feel like it is winding down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're still just trying to figure out how to keep the secrets away from Amon, who is trying to steal the secrets. I wouldn't say steal them. He's just trying to Get release to them yeah. to save the world. Yes. Yes, I love him. Yeah, it's a. I don't know. I feel like the last few issues have not been necessarily my favorite, but I think it's just because the book started out so strong, mm-hmm. and well, it and it hit it hits so yeah. many points where I'm just like, at this point, it's just it's doing that thing where it like kind of plateaus before it does a thing, right? Because I think it's it's doing it's kind of explaining what is happening to these other characters, and it's like, yeah. The ball is rolling and it's about to drop. Mm-hmm. I hope so. Anyway, that's what it kind of yeah, feels like. Yeah, it is what it feels like for sure. All right. So next we have we only find them when they're dead. This is issue number ten. Um, I thought I didn't understand this book, but when I talked to Heather about it, I did. So I understood completely, and it made me feel really good to confirm Champ to validate Champ's thoughts. Um, I've always wanted to do that. I feel like usually I'm the one who comes out of this book knowing yes. what's happening. Yes, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, for once I was like, yeah, no, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> yes. But we're both on, in agreement with this. Yeah. Um, but this one is the one that ends the second arc, right? Yeah, the yes. second book. Um, it kind of goes into how the whole coup ended up taking, or like how the idea of it began and who's in what place yes yes and after the whole events of like the last couple issues where it leads to in the future like what there was the direct result of Mm -hmm. what exactly the coup happened yeah it's good it's very good i love this book same it's it the art is so good oh my god it's so good i also like it's funny because i hadn't even realized that we didn't get to the credits until like over halfway through the book yeah and like that god i i i know i say this every time but i love those full page credits and there's something different about these than the other boom books that they're in Mm -hmm. and it's also just like the way it's placed inside this like story is so fucking good yeah like it's like so good i like i got to it i was like oh hell yeah and then flip the page and i was like oh fuck yeah this is great I think we've had this conversation about it before because I feel like something is killing the children or one of those books that you read had done that at some point. And when they do it like that, it does just remind me and I know you of movies. Like when you're watching it and you just have this like opening that is like, yes, that is just mind blowing. And then it hits you with the credits and it's like the title. It's okay. This is the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do love that shit. Yeah. But it has to be good. Like, because mm-hmm. I've seen movies who do it and, like, can't pull it off where I've watched, like, 30 minutes of a movie and I'm like, what the fuck? Why are you finally telling me what this movie is? You know, the very first movie that I ever remember that happening to that, like, to this day, um, there is a, more of a story the attached Lion to it. King? But yes, yes, 
Yes, because... I was, like, taking a drink. I was like, I gotta yes, swallow this. Yeah, no, I'm so glad you said that because when I was little, I think it was either my older sister or my cousin. I cannot remember who. But they tried to convince me that that was when the movie started, when the credits came on. That right there, that's the movie. Anything that else happened before that wasn't the movie. And I was like, why the fuck would they show it as a part of the movie then? But that's why I loved it so much because I felt superior because I was like, no, this is the movie. This is the movie. (laughs) It's leading up to what the movie is about. It's like the prologue. And then there's the, when you open the book, and then there's the story. (laughs) The Lion King, yes. The Lion King. The Lion King. I'm so glad that you were on the same page with me. Yeah, I know. It was weird in my brain. It was like the first thing that popped up because, yeah, mm-hmm. childhood memories. Yep. I was like, that was probably my first movie that I experienced that with. That just blew my mind. Like, I'm going to be stuck on that all night. I love that. All right. Next, we have Rush. I didn't get a chance to read this one either. This yeah. is issue number three. Yep. This is about the mother, uh, Nettie, who is on the search for her son who went missing however long ago. This issue was actually really good without spoiling anything because James didn't get a chance to read it, but it really goes into the greed of men when it comes to gold, especially in that time period, and how they react when you do not have the same feelings about the value of gold. Okay. It is so interesting. interesting yeah, yeah. It's, it's very good, of course. There's like one page in here that just, I'm not going to open it because okay, I want like, you to experience it when you read it. But there was one page in here that is horrific. But just in the way that, like, because of that that I just mentioned, yeah. like, the, the whole the things. realization. The greed of men. Yes, the greed of men. But, yeah, the, it's the, fit, the art in here I absolutely love. But the reason why that page is so horrific to me is because of the way that the faces are drawn. It made me so uncomfortable. Love that. It's very good. It's very, very good. It's about the gold rush and men being dumb. And a woman looking for her child. <laughs> so, I mean, that's what that book is about. Yes. You're not wrong. This is Bolero. This is issue number one. Mm-hmm. I only special ordered this. Um, I did add it to my pull file. There is a lot of titties in this book and a yeah. lot of sex. I was honestly... That was like... The biggest surprise out of this entire book, because I was reading it and I was like, didn't realize that was this type of book. So, no, I had no idea. So, and, this, and some one of our mutual friends flipped through it and he was just like, I don't think I want this. I didn't really read what it was about. And I was like, yeah. Who's mutual friend? Randy. Okay. Yep. That, nope, that definitely makes sense. But I... That aside... Oh, this book is great. It's so good. Yes. Yes. Yes, there's there's sex. sex. Yeah, there's lots of sex. There are a lot of titties. It's a really good story about love and heartbreak and... What you would do to experience your life differently. Like, if you had decided to do one thing differently, how would that have changed? Um, And if you could go back and do that one thing, would you? Yeah. Yeah, and I thought that was a really interesting idea. Like, I really like that. It's kind of like, I feel like it's kind of like eternal sunshine in that, like, aspect of, like, not forgetting a person, but, yeah, like, kind of changing your life to, like, do a thing. But, yeah, I I really, I had, I went to it. It's not that sexy. This? Yeah. I just really like that art. Yeah, no, the art is so good. I might have to just, like, check it out. Because it's the same artist who does this. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a 
Absolutely incredible. Yeah, it's a really great book. It's uh, Wyatt Kennedy who writes it. Luana Vesticio is the artist. And Brandon Graham does the letters. Um, that sucks. What? Yeah. Oh, I didn't. Dang. Didn't even notice that. So, yeah, just, like, the story itself is really good. The, the way the letters look don't matter. <laughs> but despite that, unfortunately, I would recommend it still. Yeah. Like, I don't want to do that. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, I know. I didn't. And we'll have to see if it's that, that same Brandon Graham. But Derek, I haven't even seen that movie yet. Okay. You got to put spoilers before you tell me what happens. Sorry. Oh, no, I was just saying, good book. I really liked it. Yes. I thought it was really, really enjoyable. Very, very good. There is a cover C, cover B, B yeah. that Maria LeVay does. It's brilliant. Um, fucking Julian, dude. <laughs> Damn Julian. Uh, so lastly, I read this off the wall. This is X-Lives of Wolverine. This is issue number one. This is also just like Bolero, <laughs> but with Wolverine. <laughs> Um, I am going to say this because I think it's going to be my like pitch for this book, even though it's bad. It is, it is the butterfly effect, but with Wolverine. Yep. And instead of Amy Smart, is that who's in that movie? Yes. Uh, being the woman that Ashton Kutcher needs to save, it's Wolverine and Xavier is who he has to save. So the art is so good in this. Like, ignore you know Amy Smart. As, aside from that, like, aside from the butterfly effect thing, yeah. So Wolverine is Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> yeah, and Xavier is Amy Smart. Yeah, 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 yeah. The art is like it's so good. It's uh, it's almost what makes this whole book worth reading because it's not bad. It's just like, is this necessary? And I know that it, it is in regards to, like, the story mm-hmm. of the X-Men, where it's going, where, what Wolverine has been up to, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but, it's, mm, yeah, it's just, it's just kind of all right. Like, I don't hate it. And I did actually add this and the 10 deaths. Yes. I believe that's what it is. 10 lives, 10 deaths. Yes. Cute. <laughs> But yeah, it's just a, a little... It's Wolverine's own event. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Honestly, Derek, I would love that. It sounds like a good time. Yeah. Sounds like a better birthing experience than most. If Wolverine just, like, hopped in and grabbed my kid off the ground and, and then, was like... And then cut off the umbilical cord. Yeah, I'd be stoked. I'd be like, fuck yeah, dude. Oh, god damn. But yeah, no, this is just him hopping through time. Via memory. Yeah, via memory. This The stoked man. Yeah, he's just having a good time. He's so excited. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, like, it is uh, Benjamin Percy uh, who did the whole Wolverine story before that actually just ended a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um so, yeah, it's like it's good in that sense because I feel like he knows Wolverine. Yeah, he does seem to have like a good yeah. Wolverine voice for sure. It's yeah, just, it's just Wolverine still. It's just Wolverine. Yeah. yeah. So it's not it's not like 100% necessary, but it is fun. I think I just ruined it for myself by calling it the butterfly effect. Yeah, no, that kind of ruined it a little bit for me too because <laughs> I was like, 
Mm. It's your fault I ever watched that movie in the first place. I would have never had that reference otherwise. I know. I know. And I think about it all the time. And I think about it so often that Facebook knows I think about it. And so I get... Um, I get Donnie Darko shit ads. all the time. Oh, I get that as well. But I get more butterfly effect ads than anything else. And the only one that pops up is the scene when Ashton Kutcher is in bed and he's missing his hand and he's just going... That picture pops up all the time for me. And I, it like drives me bananas because I don't understand like why out of everything it's that one picture. It and it was because bananas. we made fun of that entire scene. And I... I I do think about it a lot. So this is going to be me pitching. If you are watching on YouTube, go check out our Donnie Darko versus Butterfly Effect video. It was a great time watching both yeah, of we, those movies. We love those movies. It was it was just a lot of fun. <laughs> Life-changing, honestly. Uh, but that's all we have this week. So thanks for listening, checking in. Derek, thanks for hanging out with us. It was a lot of fun. Yes, um, we love you. We love you. So go support your local libraries, support your local comic book shops, support your friends, do good things, take care of each other. Heather, what you got? Um, our friend Chris has been doing his own or is going to be doing his own um, like comics. Like he's been, been doing like some Instagram okay. videos. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't quite sure how far along. I don't, I'm not really on Instagram anymore. I have one, but I just don't get on anymore. So I just didn't really notice. But anyway, our friend Chris is also doing a comics podcast um instagram thing uh we will put a link in so you can kind of check him out support him um because that's what you do you love and support your friends yeah and uh that's all we got that's all we got we'll see you on the the flippity flip we love you